Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. Well, after a full day of betting college football, my card comes down to a hockey game. If the Edmonton Oilers win on the puck line for me, I'll have a winning day. Four consecutive winning days on the podcast. If they lose, I'll have a losing day. I'll post the results in the show notes and we'll find out. But let's recap the card for Saturday where the lead story is I can't handle the pressure. I choked. I made a mistake. On my other podcast, I picked Notre Dame. I also picked the USC team total to the under. I never touched the Kansas game. The Notre Dame play was my stronger play all week. But when the Twitter vote ended tied with Notre Dame and Kansas as my two options, I decided to go Kansas. I don't know why. It wasn't my stronger play. I should have pulled out the American Samoa quarter taken it out of my hands and at least flipped a quarter to make the decision because I'm the guy that can never, ever win eight straight. And with the Twitter vote 7-0 and the opportunity to do something special, I messed it up by going rock chalk Jayhawk. And I'm going to be kicking myself for a while over that. Ah, uh, yes, I should have gone Notre Dame. That was my stronger play. And I don't know why I backed off of it to choose Kansas. So my first four go two and two. I lose on Kansas. I lose on Cincinnati. That was a terrible play. Iowa State, the much better football team on Saturday. I cash on Notre Dame. I also cash on Pittsburgh plus the eight. They went outright by double digits over Louisville. So at least I nailed that Panther play. Once again, on Twitter, I lose on Kansas. The bonus bet, I had UCLA and Oregon State. Well, turnovers do you in. Pick six will do you in. In the end, they had too much offense anyway. That was a dreadful play, so I lose that one. My add-on games go okay, though. I go 3-1. and one. I lose on BYU. They got crushed. I cash on Illinois. The fight in Illini, plus the 13.5. They win outright at Maryland, so we nailed that game. We cash on Iowa, plus the 9.5 at Wisconsin. They win outright, so we nailed that game. Then Florida Atlantic, plus the 2.5 at South Florida. They won by a ton. A very impressive performance by the Owls. That's the moment I've been waiting for, and they finally delivered for me. So, once again, the add-on games go 3-1. and one. Just wish I would have done that with my first four card instead. Moneyline parlays go 1-2. and two. I cash on Troy and Duke. That was at plus money. I lose on Eastern Michigan because I paired them with South Carolina. And I thought the Gamecocks had the Gators put away, but Graham Mertz found a way to do it on back-to-back drives, converting fourth downs and they rally to win the football game as the Gators and Billy Napier do me in. Then I had Oregon State. They get the job done against UCLA, but unfortunately the second leg of that parlay never showed up. Washington State was destroyed by Arizona. Congrats to Jed Fish and company. The Wildcats absolutely pounded them, and I lose that parlay. So that's how I stand right now with the one hockey bet to go. Fingers crossed I can at least get to four consecutive winning days here on the podcast and maybe find a way to get to seven so I can choke it away when number eight rolls around. But now let's get to the card for Sunday. Yeah, I'm going to be bitter about that one for a little while. NFL home underdogs once again. We locked these in on Tuesday, so the lines have moved quite a bit, but here we go. I'm on the Chicago Bears today, plus the two and a half against the Minnesota Vikings. I'm on the Cleveland Browns, plus the seven against the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, I would like to get nine and a half, ten right now like everyone else, but I'm locked in at seven. I'm on the Houston Texans, plus the one and a half against the New Orleans Saints. I'm on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, plus the three and a half against the Detroit Lions. 
I'm on the New York Jets plus the seven against the Philadelphia Eagles. And then an asterisk home underdog here, I guess. It's a neutral site game in London. Tennessee's listed as the home team. So it's the Titans plus the four and a half against the Ravens. Yeah, we'll put an asterisk next to that one, but I still played it as a home underdog. Now, three new bets for me in the National Football League. I'm on the Atlanta Falcons minus the one and a half against the Washington Commanders. So the Commanders have dropped three straight. They lost to Buffalo by 34, lost by three and OT at Philadelphia, and lost by 20 at home to the Bears on Thursday. So the Falcons ended a two-game losing skid by beating Houston by two last Sunday. The Commanders played last Thursday, like I said, so they do have the edge of extra rest and extra prep time. But they also give up the six most yards per carry this season, and they'll need to stop the explosive one-two punch of Robinson and Algier for the Falcons. The Falcons rank eighth in team defense, allowing under 300 yards per game this year. The Falcons have already won home games this season by one and two at home. Let's win this one by three or more so everyone with an Atlanta ticket can actually win. These Atlanta fans need a pick-me-up after the Braves season ended. Give me the Falcons minus the one and a half over the Commanders. Next up, it's the Cincinnati Bengals minus the three against the Seattle Seahawks. So I would have pulled a hammy running to the window if you would have told me that I could lay just three points with the Bengals at home against Seattle prior to the season. So I do dislike the fact that the Seahawks are coming off the bye, but the way Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase looked last week, I'm willing to look past that. The bigger concern actually might be the ability to stop the Seattle running game since the Bengals are second to last in rush yards allowed. The Seahawks rank 30th in passing yards allowed per game. The weather forecast is cloudy, no rain, and winds in the single digits, unlike Cleveland. I expect the Bengals to rack up some yards in the air, so let's lay the three with Cincinnati over Seattle. Next up on the card, it's the New England Patriots at the Las Vegas Raiders, and I'm going to bet the first half under 20 and a half. Yeah, low number here, but there's a reason for it. So these two teams are averaging under 300 yards per game on offense. Both are in the bottom seven of the NFL. Both teams are in the bottom four for scoring this year, with the Raiders averaging 17.8 points per game and the Patriots averaging just 11. So the two teams on offense total less than 27 per game. And I'm getting the first half at 20 and a half. Both teams... Have allowed short fields, though, to the competition this year. The Raiders are second in the NFL with 11 turnovers. The Patriots are fourth with 10 turnovers. Last year, these two teams played that crazy 30 to 40 or 30 to 24 game with two touchdowns in the final 30 seconds. So don't rule out crazy. Don't rule out the turnovers, but I'm going to bet on ugly. I'm going Raiders and Patriots under the 20 and a half in the first half. Now, my first quarter under is part of the system. I bet every single first quarter under. I try to find the best price, not necessarily the best line. Here we go. Ravens-Titans, the early game in London. Under the 7.5 for the first quarter at the minus 125. 49ers and the Browns, under 6.5. Yeah, not even going to get a touchdown there at a plus 124. Panthers-Dolphins under 9.5, plus money, plus 105. Vikings and Bears under the 8.5 at a minus 108. Seahawks and Bengals under the 7.5 at a minus 110. 
Colts and Jaguars under the 7.5 at a minus 115. Commanders, Falcons under the 7.5 at a minus 125. Saints and Texans under the 7.5 at a minus 122. Patriots and Raiders under the 7.5 at a minus 130. Eagles and Jets under the 7.5 at a minus 120. Cardinals and Rams under the 9.5 at a minus 105. Lions and the Buccaneers under the 7.5 at a minus 115. And the Bills and the Giants under the 8.5 at a minus 107. So I'll have the towel over my shoulder again this week. Hopefully I don't have to bite into it nearly as much as last week when I just got crushed with these first quarter unders. So if I see a lot of first quarters get to the number 10, I'm not going to be a happy camper, but I'm hoping... After last week went over, this is the week to be under for me. Now, prop bets. I have 12 of them on the card. I won't go into a great deal. I won't go into detail here. It's too big a card, and I don't want to talk forever tonight. Kurt Cousins over the 255 and a half yards passing at the Chicago Bears. Yeah, he doesn't want to waive the no trade clause. He wants to stay in purple. I think he can have a good effort finally in Chicago, which has been a house of horror for him overall. P.J. Walker over the 16 and a half completions against the San Francisco 49ers. Weather conditions a factor there, but Walker, I actually liked him last year when he was starting for Carolina. And I think he has some weapons he's going to enjoy with Cleveland. So, yes, I like P.J. Walker, even against a good 49er defense over the 16 and a half completions. Then I'm going to give you one under on the card. It's Matthew Stafford under the 275 and a half yards passing against Arizona. Once again, Stafford only had over this number once all of last season. He's already gone over three times this year. Hopefully the game script sets up to go under this week. So we're going to play Stafford under the number. Then a running back, a lot of low numbers I'm going to touch this week. Deontay Foreman over the 50 and a half yards rushing for the Bears against the Vikings. Yeah, once the number one back, Herbert, went out, Foreman gets a step up. I think he can run against the purple. Unfortunately, that Minnesota rush defense sometimes can have problems. Tyler Algier over 38 and a half yards rushing. Atlanta against Washington. I talked about it earlier. Washington, not the greatest at stopping the run. Yes, Robinson takes a lot of Algier's carries, but Algier, 38 and a half. I think he can pop one, get a long of 10, and it should set us up to cash that ticket. Then this one's questionable against a top rush defense. I just like Brees Hall a lot. So I'm going to play the over 55 and a half yards rushing against the Philadelphia Eagles. At wide receiver, Amari Cooper, over 40 and a half yards receiving against San Francisco. Yeah, Walker to Cooper. That sounds like a combination that could cash for us here on Sunday. Wondell Robinson, over the 25 and a half yards receiving. Maybe a week late. I expected him to have a good week last week. Didn't happen this week at Buffalo. I hope it happens over the 25 and a half in prime time. Jordan Addison for the Vikings, over 54 and a half yards receiving. Somebody's going to get the long ball that, that Justin Jefferson got from Kurt Cousins. It should be Addison over Osborne. So I like Addison to get a big, long reception in this game. Should be playing the long reception as well. But I'm just going to go to the yards. It may only take one or two catches for him to go over the number. I'm going to play Addison once again over the 54 and a half yards receiving. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.
Then three more prop bets here from Odds Jam Expected Value Picks. Cole Clement over three and a half receptions at a plus 108. That's the Bears against the Vikings. Devontae Adams under 74 and a half yards receiving at a plus 108. That's the Raiders against the the, uh, Patriots. Dustin Hopkins over four and a half kicking points at a plus 105. That's Cleveland against San Francisco. Rarely do I touch a kicking point one, but that one stood out. Maybe a couple field goals for Cleveland. Once again, I'm kind of buying into Walker here, moving him down the football field a little bit against the 49ers. We'll find out how that goes. So that's my card for the National Football League. Now let's turn to Major League Baseball. So I'm going to make a series bet, or a couple of them here. No series has gone the distance so far, and I think one of these two will go the distance. So I'm going to bet on each of them to go seven games at plus money, hoping for at least one to hit. Yes, if you remember that wild card round, I said I should bet every road underdog, and if they go two and two, I make money. Well, they went two and two. I didn't bet it, so I didn't make the money I should have. But I'm going to do it here. So I'm going to bet the American League to go over six and a half games at a plus 200. I'm going to bet the National League to go over six and a half games at a plus 205. I'll make some nice money if one of them goes seven. As a fan, I hope they both go seven. So that's what I'm going to be cheering for to begin with. So let's go seven. AL over six and a half at a plus 200. NL once again over the six and a half at a plus 205. Then for game one in the American League, I'm going to go back to old reliable. It's a first five team total. I'm taking the Houston Astros under two and a half runs in the first five at a minus 130. So it's Jordan Montgomery getting the ball in game one for the Rangers. Montgomery struggled last time out, giving up five and four innings against Baltimore. Prior to that, though, he was really good over the previous five starts. He went 34 innings, giving up just two runs. Those weren't throwaway starts either. He faced the Rays in the playoffs. He faced the Mariners twice to win the division with the division on the line. And he also had a start against the Blue Jays included in that mix. So good high pressure situations that he pitched well in. He has one start against Houston this year, six and two thirds innings, two runs allowed. I think Montgomery will have a good outing tonight. So I'm going to take good pitching over good hitting. I'm I'm a guy who also says the Rangers will win the game, but I'm not going to touch that. I'm also currently wearing a Ranger t-shirt sent to me by my sister, who's lived in the Dallas Metroplex area for the last 40-plus years. So thank you, sis. Go Rangers. I like getting free clothing, so I got to cheer them on the rest of the way. Then, the final game of the card, we go back to the NHL puck line, and I phoned a friend again, just in case he gave me a winner on Saturday. I'm going to back the Carolina Hurricanes, minus the one and a half at the Anaheim Ducks. Only two games in the NHL Sunday. This one's at a minus 110, so I do have to lay a little juice. Don't like to do that with the puck line, but I'll do it this time around. The Hurricanes are likely the second-best team in the NHL this season. They have an elite roster, and it only got better in the offseason for the Hurricanes, I'm told. The Ducks are still rebuilding, nowhere near the town of Carolina. Both teams played last night. Carolina at L.A., Anaheim at Las Vegas. Edge to Carolina. I'll lay the puck line here. Minus the one and a half at the minus 110. Whole lot of talking, whole lot of jabbering. So let's recap the card for Sunday. Home underdogs, Bears, Browns, Texans, Buccaneers, Jets, Titans. My handicap plays. I'm on the Falcons, minus the one and a half of the Commanders. I'm on the Bengals, minus the three against the Seahawks. I'm on the Patriots and the Raiders. The first half under 20 and a half. First quarter unders, 
Look at him in the show notes. I'm betting every first quarter to the under yet again. Your prop bets for Sunday. Kirk Cousins, over 255 and a half yards passing at the Bears. P.J. Walker, over 16 and a half completions against San Francisco. Matthew Stafford, under 275 and a half yards passing against Arizona. At running back, Deontay Foreman, over 50 and a half yards rushing against Minnesota. Tyler Algier, over 38 and a half yards rushing against Washington. Brees Hall, over 55 and a half yards rushing against Philadelphia. At wide receiver, Amari Cooper, over 40 and a half yards receiving against San Francisco. Wandale Robinson, over 25 and a half yards receiving at Buffalo. Jordan Addison, for my purple, over the 54 and a half yards receiving at Chicago. Your odds jam, expected value picks. Cole Clement, over three and a half receptions, plus 108 against Minnesota. Devontae Adams, under 74 and a half yards receiving, plus 108 against New England. Dustin Hopkins, over four and a half kicking points at a plus 105 against San Francisco. Major League Baseball, American League to go seven games at a plus 200. National League to go seven games at a plus 205. Game one, Astros against the Rangers. The battle for the state of Texas. First five team total, Houston Astros under the two and a half at a minus 130. And then on the puck line, on the frozen pond, I'm on the Carolina Hurricanes, minus the one and a half at the Anaheim Ducks at a minus 110. So that's your card for a Sunday. As always, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun. And let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone.